0: Hi, this is Muskan. Welcome to the Brand Podcasters Show, where we discuss, teach and analyze all about branding, marketing and of course, podcasting. Let's get started. Hi, Abhishek. Welcome to the Brand Podcasters Show. How are you?
1: Hi, everyone. I'm good. How are all of you doing?
0: I'm good as well. And I'm sure my audience is well as well. So I know a little bit about you that first things first, you're among the top 100 marketeers in India. Now that is big as well as heavy. So you're a head of brand at Magic Bricks. But obviously, there's so much more to you than this, which I'm curious to know about. So please tell me something about yourself.
1: Oh, wow. that's That's something that you've just highlighted, which is, which is what gets me back to my starting days at mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Mart. So come out of college, uh, you know, there were so many opportunities to look forward to. Um, I was not really aware of what to do, actually, honestly. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. any person who's a novice, who doesn't know how to start, I had a few mentors, a few gurus I approached. And they mentioned to me that, look, digital is the way ahead. And so without hesitance, I, I chose that path and I... Actually, you know, moved to a company called India Mart. Now, for all of you who are not aware of what India Mart does, it's it's the largest platform for buying and selling of of anything that you could possibly imagine. So it's a B two B platform essentially. And um, uh, I got a very good opportunity to to you know drive a lot of their digital. And uh, offline communications, and it was a newly created role. So uh, I started off with a, a digital company, and 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 what I noticed that the trend is catching up, and and eventually I, I I actually in all of these 15, 17 odd years I've been associated, all of those companies ironically have been in the digital space, and 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 actually therefore I've worked with multiple such brands in various categories. Uh, like automobiles, uh, mobile, IT, tech, and now I'm working with uh, a real estate brand, the largest platform for real estate in India, Magic Bricks. So it's been a wonderful journey. Um, I've got certain awards and you know accolades along the way and have been grateful to people who've supported me in getting those achievements
0: wow so i guess um it was a great advice whoever gave it to you but at the same time i wanted to know abhishek that uh, was it something that came naturally to you uh, this digital marketing or was it something the need of the hour and that's why you wanted to get into it
1: well that's a that's a great question actually um honestly if you look at 2008 2010 those were the years when people who were venturing into marketing used to say look I do marketing, I do a lot of television commercials, I do a lot of radio, I do a lot of print, and that is where the fun is. Honestly, the fun is somewhere else. You need to look at what is happening around you. And currently, if you see, everything has mostly shifted to digital. All of your daily chores are happening on digital at a click of a button. I realized this way back in 2008 when I got an opportunity to work with India Mart. Everything is measurable, everything you can check via reports, via dashboards, and it's absolutely customizable. It's absolutely, you know, you can control budgets, you can control what you want to show to people. So I realized the power of this, and therefore I thought, if you're getting this opportunity, you should grab onto this opportunity. I've had multiple instances of serving, working with multiple top brands in India, post the stint with India Mart, and I think one thing that remains common throughout is, you know, the opportunities you get to learn to experiment at a fast pace, which is not really happening in offline media. You can't really tweak things on the go in offline media. It's not really customizable. The kind of stuff, the kind of money, is you spent on producing one television commercial, it's humongous. It could go in crores and what you do spend on creating a small banner it's it's trivial you can change it so therefore digital works and with the new opportunities the new the new tech coming in you can be so very so very pinpointed sharp in in your targeting that that you really get bang for the buck and that's where the fun is on digital
0: I guess us sitting here and talking making a podcast out of it is something where digital marketing has evolved now because even we are somebody who in the digital marketing space who are struggling from you know being compared to a radio station to being a podcast production company and it's a long way to go and people still you know some t- sometimes mislead it but at the same time we're growing and uh, we are also telling them that this is this is the way to go this is the future right so now talking about digital marketing what exactly is your idea of marketing? Where do you think marketing is headed or stuff? What is your idea of marketing basically?
1: I think uh, marketing as a journey is ever evolving. Um, What is happening today and what may be relevant today may not be relevant tomorrow. Therefore, I think you should always be listening to your consumers and understand from them what's the requirement. That's the basic of marketing. Uh, if you stick to these principles, I think it's going to work out for you eventually. I see a lot of brands today who principally look at doing everything in a jiffy. They call it hustle mode. And, you know, uh, you basically start with promotions and, you know, trying to look out for performance out of the first campaign that you do. I think we need to take a break here. We need to kind of pause and look at the, you know, the cycle of, of, of marketing. So, Everybody is aware of of the the idea principle, AIDA. Um, awareness, interest, desire, and action. It's, it's, it's taught everywhere in marketing. Uh, if you jump and you directly go to an action, you're not really going to get results. They're, 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 it, it's principle. Uh, I've seen multiple brands stumble over here. And uh, if you look at performance from day one, Maybe you're going to get really high transaction costs, which is unsustainable. Or maybe people they completely reject your product because they're not really prepared for it, or they're not aware of it. It's your you know your uh, NPS scores may be low, or or you know the, the 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 grievances may come out later. So I think it's important to stick to those principles. Um, secondly, I think it's important to understand that um, uh, you need to be very relevant as a brand for the audience you are approaching. Um, so let's take an example of McDonald's maybe. Mm-hmm. So if you go outside India, you would see that McDonald's has, a, you know, a menu which is pretty different. But in India, they've got, you know, your masala dosa burger or you've got True. an aloo tikki burger and things like that are really not available outside. So they do they do tweak their um, products for in for for the Indian audiences and and you see a lot of such cases. Happening across categories, so I think it's important to identify what your audience wants, and uh, therefore tweak the product for the audiences to make it successful and easier for marketers to you know mm-hmm. to to market the product.
0: So, was it? uh, So, I think so. There's a very thin line between the textbook concept of marketing and actually going out there in the field and doing uh, what it requires, right? So, uh, according to you and your vast experience, what do you think? Is it the textbook concept which is making us making these marketeers successful, or was it the real work that you went out there and did that made you who you are today?
1: I think um, it's important for us to understand that. while there there are things that are mentioned as theory in in textbook you'll have to tweak it in one way or the other to to kind of find your right place for for achieving your objectives whatever they may be they may be sales or they may be awareness driven objectives or they may be objectives to you know outshine your your competition in terms of of reach or multiple such objectives but i think what's what's important is to understand that the tweaks do need to come in. And these tweaks necessarily are not written in textbooks. So let's say, for example, if I talk about a certain uh, thing that we did for a brand that I was consulting in the edtech space, a new entrant in the edtech space, and the the audience was typically an audience of teachers who who are having their coaching institutes. Now, these these people are not available, um, you know, if you, if you look at a pure play targeting on digital or or if you look want to probably go and talk to them in the offline space, they're available in pockets, but not easily targetable is, is, is the basic premise. Therefore, you need to figure out what, what is, you know, the place that you need to be present in order to reach out to them. So on digital, you may need to find aliases or on on an offline space, you need to find maybe an influencer influencer who is doing an affiliate partnership with you to reach out to people now some such things may not be really written in textbooks for them it's it's typically you know you need to have a reach and awareness And then people will come to you and that typically doesn't happen in all scenarios. So you need to talk in the language of the consumer, give to them certain incentives to reach out to you, find newer ways of approaching people, which could be an affiliate partnership or relevant influencers to reach out to the target audience, Uh, maybe organize events, uh, associate with, uh, you know, large influencers who are in that space, who've been there, done that. And therefore they resonate uh, well with your target audience and help you drive what you want to achieve out of the marketing campaign. This is what we did for this particular brand I was consulting and uh, we, we we basically in the first marketing campaign that we organized took a large influencer uh, uh, and uh, this influencer was large influencer in the sporting sports category in cricket uh, had a, a follower base of more than Thirty odd million, if I'm not wrong, and uh, uh, widely widely taken as a guru in his field. So when this person was associated with the brand, we did a few films. We got him on board as you know, as a partner to talk to our audiences. We were very 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 happy when the 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 campaign outcomes were 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 shared. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we had a massive massive outreach uh, in the audience. We had an awareness level of of about 70 to 80% from a low of about 30 35% and uh the last and the final objective which is business relevance we got roughly about a 3x incre- increase in the you know the the subscriptions for the service so i think all in all a great campaign but you need to tweak your marketing principles not everything works uh, is is what we learned out of this one
0: hmm. Wow, so what I see in this is influencers, social media, these are terms which are not uh, existent uh, or in existence pretty back then, right? Um, so you starting from 2008 and now uh, going very strongly still in the marketing arena, these are some changes which are happening in marketing and marketing is in, uh, evolving, right? And uh, as I heard your experience and your example wherein influencers saved the day sort of, right? So this is something yeah. which is fairly new new so how do you see these changes changes happening in the marketing industry and what do you think where is it going what's the future ahead
1: i think uh, a lot of new new things have started happening in marketing which were not so you see the uh, the new you know space where a lot of content is being created and i think this is going to stay so Facebook Instagram all of these new platforms and now YouTube shorts have come up as well so everybody is experimenting with short content on video and and they they are getting good traction uh India has only the second largest base of uh, content creators after US and uh, uh, uh you know as per a study by Meta and uh, honestly speaking, these these influencers have a large role today to play in brands, you know, kind of passing on the message. There are multiple reasons for this. One, if you take a celebrity, you know, as we have, um, you know, for Magic Bricks, the celebrity may help you in driving a large awareness, uh, but there may be certain areas where you still need to drive up awareness um, you know, so let's say, for example, if you're talking about a brand X, which is strong in the northern part of India mm. and maybe is not really strong in, let's say, east, then you need to focus on how to drive awareness in east. And maybe therefore you need a local influencer who's strong in the eastern markets. Mm. So your influencers do come in handy there. And we've seen multiple such instances and I've personally driven such engagements with influencers where they've helped to grow the brand stature in those markets. So that's one. Number two, the other trend that I see coming up is uh, audio picking up. Uh, we're having this discussion on, on, on this podcast. Right. And I think, you know, listenership has grown. Your platforms like Spotify, Ghana, you know, uh, a lot of these platforms are now being accessed by people which were otherwise... You know, they maybe had YouTube as a as as a platform to consume content, but now audio is so very convenient. You're driving and you can listen to audio. Uh, you know, you're in the metro, you can listen to audio, and these these all trends are going to stay. It's only growing. So you know, out of the overall time spent by an individual in media consumption at least 45 minutes is being spent by an average Indian on some kind of podcast this is mm. this is a a weekly figure that I'm quoting so you know this is a trend which is going to stay and I've seen brands catch up to this so um, you know it could be you know a way to reach out to audiences to tell them about your products it could be a way to possibly announce a sale it could be you know a way to maybe offer discounts or you know you, you do see a lot of these people even launching products uh, you know so so mm-hmm. there could be multiple ways where you know your, your audio could be used um, I think these are the two trends that are catching up mm-hmm. and then there's the final bit which is your tech and uh, you know digital coming in hand in hand so uh, you currently see a lot of discussions around Personalization and, and and privacy policies yeah. coming in. So <laughs> so brands are trying to be very very relevant to the consumers. Today you see a, a specific mobile phone on one e-commerce platform. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow you see a whole ton of ads coming on your feed in your you know you know on the sites that you that you visit, mm-hmm. and all of it is essentially nothing else but personalization so so brands do try to use this as well and this is happening through digital uh, a lot so i think these two or three things are very important for brands uh to follow and these are the trends that will that will stay relevance is important and this is the sense of
0: I guess it's very rightly said because um, even I feel that content is something that's growing and that's going to be here and stay here and uh, might also become a little on on the negative side if we see repetitive because you know there are these trends where people are following one simple reel and everybody is making that reel. It is sort of reaching out to audiences and building their profile and uh, their individual self, but at the same time, content is somewhere or the other becoming a little repetitive. Now coming back to the audio platforms as well. I think so you said very rightly because even I know this one fact from CNBC itself that says that you know 80% of people are not even skipping the ads and they're you know going through it and listening to the whole podcast so which is uh, another great milestone I guess um, for us but at the same time to stick around for so long and to still go strong in this uh, area because marketing is something which is you know uh, very fast paced and changing rapidly so what is that one ideology that you stick by or something that you know made you go through through so many years of experience what is it
1: i think as a marketer it's important to stick to the basics uh, i believe that marketing is an iterative process you 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 in a lot of cases don't get it right the first time mm. so be it your communications if you're doing a tvc you know the, you, you essentially and at least this is my from my experience we mm. have at least 20 to 25 scratches of television scripts happen before a specific script is finalized mm. and this is the case for almost everything so iterations do happen uh, you do a lot of a b tests so it's as an ideology for me is important to to you know basically do the negation from there learn be iterative and 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 reach your eventual goal basis this process. That's that's what I follow mm. across all marketing channels. And uh, it's, it's the rule of elimination, if I have to pro- probably call it that. You eliminate till the time you're actually at the point where you are getting your best outcomes. Mm.
0: Right, right. Very rightly said. Also, coming back to you as a brand, we already have established the fact that, you know, you've worked with many big, good brands, right? So, coming to that, how do you handle a brand, you know, that's pan India, which is, you know, that's some responsibility. So how do you do that?
1: Oh, Very good question. So <laughs> typically, you know, when it comes to a national brand campaign, there are always, there are always, you know, hurdles that we face because one campaign may not resound or work well for a specific region. Um, so let's, for example, the, the you know, the ethnicity does play a role. So people in, um, you know, the northern parts of India may be more, you know, open to a specific kind of a communication vis-a-vis people in in the the other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's as a rule always there, and we do face roadblocks when we are working on 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 campaigns. Therefore, so that's one thing of communicating the correct message to the different people, and how do you establish a balance between, you know. Uh, communicating to all people that's that's one number two the uh the challenge of working on a national campaign is to ensure that you know you do have the visibility across and, and and you do have certain media channels to kind of drive that visibility so in case you want really high visibility fast, you may want to do a mainline campaign where you invest on television or you invest on you know print and because these channels do have the you know the highest reach and in some cases the highest affinities amongst your audience, you you typically get high RNF and 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 your plan is accomplished. But in certain scenarios where you know your audiences may not be consuming those channels, so let's say for example when I was talking about. one of the other brands. So that was a med tech brand. And the the primary audience was an audience of doctors. Um, We were supposed to reach out to doctors who were, you know, helping uh, in a certain ailment only. So specialists in a specific field only. So it's difficult to reach out to people uh, via mass media. So we had to use, you know, very specific, specific uh, channels to reach out to people. We we used uh OH where we you you know typically could uh you you know reach out to people only in a specific area where we could feel you know find more doctors or you know you know via digital. Uh then there was an outreach through affiliates that we got. Um, and there are multiple channels and platforms that can help you reach out to these these audiences uh in the digital via affiliate. So I think therefore these cohorts or, you know, a brand nationally, all of these are kind of similar problems. If you're way too narrow, if you're way too broad, you'll have Mm -hmm. to somehow find the right balance is what I'm trying to communicate.
0: Right. So, uh, in that only, you always have to strategize before you get into the tactics or before you get into the creatives that you're making, right? So, while strategizing, you need to strategize long term as well as short term, right? So how do you envision that? Because maybe short term uh, planning is something which is uh, relevant and which you could do it because you can see the forthcoming future. But to do it in a long term, on a long term basis, how do you plan these goals? How do you strategize then?
1: I think it's all about the law of the vital few. You've got the Pareto principle where, you know, you need to focus on the 20% that is driving 80% of the outcomes mm-hmm. most brands most mm-hmm. large companies do have an annual operating plan on which they they work upon beginning of each financial year and therefore those those are the areas where the company would focus you know at least for that year mm-hmm. uh, i think it's a it's a very good thing to do because you at least know what are the focus areas at least for the next one year. Um, You break those focus areas down into smaller quarters, uh, maybe even on a monthly basis, and plan your tasks, plan your campaigns, uh, plan your targets, and work towards them. That's what I do. I think it works.
0: So, does it work every time or are these, you know, there are some crises or loopholes which sometimes happen and then you're like, Nayar, we need to re-strategize it or we need to do something more which will help us boost this up. Does does this ring a bell or does this, um, you know, make you remember some experience or story behind it that, you know, this happened?
1: Well, there are multiple scenarios that may happen. You may have, you know, uh, external factors, influence. Uh, certain things that you are not expecting to happen. So, let's say, for example, COVID happened. Nobody expected COVID to happen, and and what happened, everybody knows. So, brands stopped spending, or people's, you know, stopped going to offices, and uh, you know, ad spends of most brands were reduced to almost zero. Digital shot up. Everybody knows about it, and therefore, digital spends went up. But all of these scenarios were not in control of anybody. I think. These things will continue to happen. So uh, that is one. Number two, you know, you will have things, policies set by government or maybe by companies or so the cookie-less environment is going to come very soon. We know about it. So because of this, there will be implications. You, can't, you need to have your first-party data and the reliance on first-party data therefore becomes important. So people who don't really collect the first-party data will struggle. We know about it but we need to do something about it. so all of these things will keep on happening and impacting us we need to work towards those things solve for it and and you know possibly look at an outcome which is closer to the the set target for us i think every every marketer should understand that the environment is very dynamic that we operate in competition will do something new but do we change basis that maybe in few scenarios we may but in in most scenarios, we continue working because we know what's best for the brand. So I think the the the, the larger point I wanted to make is that there will be changes in the you know the overall macro environment. There will be changes because of competition or customer preferences or you know government regulations and and and, and we just need to uh, you know adhere to a few and continue our path in case we can avoid a few others and 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 try to do what we can in a space.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you're right. And talking about COVID itself, I think so it was obviously very hard on everybody. But at the same time, it gave digital to breathe, you know, it gave it a space to breathe, it gave it a space to develop and uh, be, uh, be a top notch uh, marketing strategy for everybody. Because you know, now everybody was working through uh, all means of internet, all means of uh, online uh, strategies were building and everything was happening, you know, that's how even the podcast industry is also evolving. And that's where it it came from. So, talking about that, what is what was your experience going through this COVID scenario, and uh, were there some roadblocks involved, or what was it?
1: I think COVID was a learning experience for everybody. There were so many firsts that everybody experienced. Nobody was expected to work from home for the mm-hmm. longest period, but everybody adapted to it. Um, so, I think COVID has taught us multiple things. One uh, is to you know, understand and trust in, uh, you know, remote working. I think that's, that's been, uh, a big, big, you know, uh, you know, thing that has been revealed to everybody. Um, number two, you know, when you're working remotely, your productivity in certain scenarios does increase. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's really, really, uh, what I've seen in the last couple of years when, when I've been working remotely, uh, But in terms of marketing, what has changed? I think digital has really, really shot up in terms of spends. So if you're looking at, you know, pre-COVID scenario, brands were typically, you know, spending, let's say on a budget of about 100 rupees, they were spending about 30, 40, maybe to a certain extent, 50 rupees Mm -hmm. uh, on digital. But I think now there is a much larger preference being given to digital and the spends on a lot of brands for digital have gone up mm-hmm. um consumers still have a behavior of digital first and while your schools have opened your markets have opened you know you do see that offline behavior come back but digital is is still still working for a lot of brands and this 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 thing has happened because of COVID, because, uh, you know, preferences have gone up. Acceptability has gone up for digital. Um, So I think digital will continue to be there for bulk of budgets going ahead. Number two, digital is going to be very, very customized for the end user. Mm. You need to rely on first party data going ahead. Uh, cookies will no longer exist. Measurement on digital will become very important. Mm -hmm. So your metrics to be tracked and with digital you have, you know, hundreds of metrics that you can track. So you need to know which metrics are Mm -hmm. most relevant for you. Are you looking at an impression number? Are you looking at a reach number when it comes to your larger campaigns? Or you're looking at the frequency Mm -hmm. or you're looking at an eventual outcome? So I think brands need to just figure what is the metric that they want to focus on and drive that so digital i think is is the, the the ecosystem has evolved to a certain extent now that um you know with so many partners coming in you know new platforms content coming in people have understood the power of digital and uh, brands now have specialist digital teams content you know creation teams we do have that in our uh organization as well and and this is this all of this has happened because uh, of consumer preferences for content consumer mm. preferences for a certain kind of you know you know thing that they want to only read or probably watch uh, otts have grown we know that you know and, and 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 even the share of advertising on otts has grown so um i think all of these are trends that we witness mm. uh, you know more recently come up um and, and I think these, these, are, these are very important because the way you used to look at digital maybe seven, eight years back about doing banner advertising, you know, advertising for getting more likes on your page, uh, getting, you know, more followers. I think all of that has shifted to engagement driving metrics, metrics which are going to uh, ensure stickiness on with your brand, and the last one is customization. Mm
0: true and even uh if i talk about um when you said seven to eight years back i think so me being uh, somebody who's handling social media marketing here i know that this was not a term that existed seven to eight years back nobody was you know assigned this particular area to handle and plus uh, we're already going pretty strong towards digital marketing being uh be, being the future it is already it has already started somewhere or the other Plus, people have gone really creative during this COVID time also because, you know, they, they've they come out with brands and products and um, um Abhi, Abhi only, I was having this conversation that even the D2C industry has gone up. So, marketing is something that never stopped and it's only going ahead and ahead. So talking about one of its uh, components, I guess, coordinations with the guest, right? So you have been uh, you have been involved in strategies, campaigns with big, big names and personalities, right? So how was it? How do you manage these big names and personalities? Because they have some sort of time crunch and, you know, um, uh, right. that becomes and acts as a barrier. So how did you do it?
1: I think uh, it comes naturally. <laughs> 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 but jokes apart, uh, it's 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 basically something that you'll learn on the job um so having worked with multiple celebrities um uh, uh, you know i think it's important to understand what the the understanding and the bond is between the celebrity and the brand you need to as a marketer you know establish that and cement that brand further, uh, you know, that bond further. It's, it's important. So that's one. Number two, um, when you're communicating to the the influencers or the celebrity, you need to, you know, see what the fitment is. So when we do influencer marketing, I see a lot of people associate with the ones who've got the maximum reach. In other words, who've got the maximum number of followers. Now, is that the right thing to do? I think it's debatable, but according to me, I feel that people who've got the most relevant content uh, in the space that you operate in, that's what makes a difference. Um, You may reach out to an eventual smaller audience, but that audience will be very relevant. Um, But talking about handling of celebrities, I think these are the few things that I would propose. One, be in constant touch with the celebrity or the influencer about your expectations. Mm -hmm. Uh, They may have time crunches. Mm. So you need to give everybody a breather. Tell them at least a month or a couple of months in advance. Mm. And especially if the the influencer or the celebrity you're working with is a big, big name. So that's important. Number two, um, I think you need to work backwards and plan it out well on the day of the shoot. If you're planning for a TV campaign, if you're planning for a print campaign, how what kind of images do you want to shoot with the celebrity uh, what is it what is the prompt that you would like to shoot does does the celebrity like uh, you know to do certain kind of shoots or not all of that is relevant what kind of photographer the the celebrity would like to work with because there's a rapport that you know the photographer and the celebrity or the influencers may have And it makes everything come out very, very natural rather than, you know, forced upon. And and it shows in the the creatives or the the final visuals that you get from Mm -hmm. the print shoot or the photo shoot. So this is the second thing. Arrangements for these celebrities are important. Mm -hmm. Um, You need to ensure that proper care is taken. You know, we have a big, big audience of followers of these celebrities Mm -hmm. and they may, you know, kind of jump at any... Any instance, any occasion that they get to take a, that selfie, everybody does. I think we've all got certain celebrities that we follow, really mm. admire, and there's no harm in doing that. But it sometimes can be a spoiler because if you see somebody enter your your shoot um, or or your your you know whatever event you're doing, it 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 may cause disruption to say the least. So you need to take care of all of those things. I've unfortunately been at certain events where we we were doing some, some kind of uh, a so, something for a social cause. Uh, this was one of the brands that I was working for in the classified space. Um, this happened in Delhi and uh, there were a few people who were uninvited and they they caused some ruckus. So mm-hmm. I think even with the police and the management, there could be such occasions. We need to definitely take care of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing that I would like to say is uh, you need to really really understand and try to get the maximum out of uh, the association that you have through meet and greets so if you're looking at uh, a celebrity just for a, a television commercial or an influencer for a video um, you may do something better you may want to customize and you know have certain messaging for your end consumers and that they can use and and that basically drives organic reach recent case if you saw what um, you know Cadbury did and um, I think uh, one of the large celebrities used personalized names mentioned personalized names of certain retailers um, in their wishes and this was all done through technology but I think nonetheless the what I want to say is that all of these things are newer things that we should try to do it it Takes the brand closer to your consumer, and 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 they'll they'll share your message further. As a brand, you want to do that mm-hmm. because it gives you organic reach. It gets your message delivered across the right audiences because they're using your message now. I've seen WhatsApp photos, mm-hmm. uh, you know, created mm-hmm. um, where people have posted, you know, you know, a photo of themselves with a a celebrity. This yeah, is right. for one of the brands that I was consulting. Uh, on their WhatsApp DP, so I think all of these are big things that we can possibly look at, and uh, this is this all can happen if your celebrity or your influencer is aligned and aware of what is the reason why they're doing what. Yeah.
0: Hmm. So now this piques my curiosity that i want to ask has this ever happened that you know some crisis happened or there was some uh, some sort of thing that was misaligned with the with the celebrity and uh, and suppose they're on the shoot or uh, something something went wrong what then like has some some is there some story is, is uh, you know something give us something
1: <laughs> oh wow so I think there are multiple things that happen with each marketer. Um, one of the stories that I would like to share is for one of the brands that I was consulting and there was this influencer we were working with. Um, I cannot cite the name of the influencer, but a okay. well-known influencer in the, you know, the eastern part of India. And uh, we're supposed to do a set of few films with the influencer. Um, we we had a, a decent budget for the shoot. Uh, unfortunately, because of rains. Uh, the shoot got delayed, and uh, uh, you know when you're doing a TV shoot, you typically have sets that are booked for days, mm. and and you pay rent for each day. So, so for for the equipment, for the manpower, everything you you're paying on a daily basis. Because the rains, everything got delayed. And we we had thought that we'll be able to wrap up the shoot in a day's time, but unfortunately, the the shoot couldn't get complete. Was wasn't complete in a single day and um the next day you know the influencer had another brand that he wanted to shoot for so i think it was a lot of mayhem where we had to convince mm-hmm. the other brand to you know kind of allot us that day um it, it it also established relations. We 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 have a laugh, you know. Whenever I am in touch with that specific, you know, the marketing person at that brand, uh, you know, hmm. he he and I have a good laugh because he knows that you know. If I don't, I didn't help you that day, then you know, your campaign would have <laughs> been not been there actually. So I think that was one one really big hurdle that I had faced, and this was this was just coming out of COVID. Hmm. So. Uh, a good learning experience we eventually had a nice you know behind the scenes shoot where we for a good 30 seconds just were showing the reins in the behind the scenes <laughs> to highlight <laughs> uh. what what was the outcome of the shoot okay. on day one but nonetheless uh, the campaign was good end of day and we got certain good uh, traction out of the videos that we created
0: Wow, that's great. I guess uh, um, my next question was going to be this only that what were these or what are these hurdles and ro- roadblocks that, you know, you overcame and then went ahead because, you know, at that time they felt really bad and really challenging. But now that you've come overcame that and uh, come so ahead, uh, what were these like?
1: Um, I think I'd like to talk about one of my experiences with OLX um, uh when when I had joined OLX, I think it was the early days of OLX, and we were very few people in marketing then. Um, and OLX as a category was very new to India. For sake of highlighting this, I think I'll, I'll just highlight this to everybody. OLX is into classifieds. Mm. It's not like OLX Autos as it is today. Uh, it's a horizontal marketplace where you could sell almost everything from your mobile phone to your house. Mm. Dear uh, old bicycle and whatnot so I think when we entered India as a brand uh, nobody was aware of this thing called classifieds it was alien so the biggest biggest hurdle that we had was to explain to people what classifieds mean hmm. people if they had to sell a specific thing they would you know post a classifieds ad in a newspaper that you know those small teeny weeny ads that you see hmm so everybody was okay with you know paying and 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 getting those ads in the newspapers in the classified section when we got this uh, brand to india and digital was at the time growing it was still not like a fully 100% you know accepted um people i think in some scenarios one of my friends coughed at the idea why would people come to A classified platform Mm -hmm. and post the ads and what about privacy Mm. today I post uh, you know that I have my cell phone for sale or I'm selling my motorbike Uh, somebody comes he's asked for a test drive what do you do you give the 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 motorcycle to him and the guy vanishes and there were such instances that happened
0: Mm.
1: all the more there were things which were actually not to be sold but were getting sold so we saw, you know, all of these endangered species oh my of God. animals being sold. So there were turtles being sold. Oh my God. And all of these things are actually against the law. Mm. These were all hurdles that we had to face. So when I was with OLX, I had this, this great opportunity of highlighting the advantages of the brand and even informing people what to do and be safe. So. I think that was one roadblock that we faced. We soon overcame that roadblock. We did a lot of stuff at that time, which got OLX to the planet it is today. Um, so I think these are all things that that basically are there in the nascent stage of a brand. We need to understand and, you know, change on the fly. And I think uh, we did a good job there.
0: Hmm. I'm sure I'm sure you did because because that was even a serious problem that you know endangered species were being sold that's that's uh, that's pretty horrific but at the same time I think so these challenges will keep on coming as you move forward also because because I guess we need them because otherwise it will get boring and uh, you won't know if you're going the right way or you're doing the right thing or not uh, talking about going ahead and forgetting the future, not uh, sorry, forgetting the past. Not exactly forgetting, but uh, moving on. What are your plans now? Like, where do you see yourself going from here, Abhishek?
1: The simplest answer is, I'm happy in my space. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the case actually. Uh, it's important to be inquisitive. I mm-hmm. feel it's important to be, you know, in an ever learning mode, especially for marketers. Uh, I think it's important for me to learn right now. I think I'm in a category where I'm learning new things every day,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, which is something that I want to do for the the rest of the working years I have. Um, Also, I hope that I do get opportunities in trying out new things. Eventually I'll possibly, you know, want to start off something uh, in the creative space, in the digital space. That's that's what I have planned down the line. and eventually I would do that. But for now, I think I'm in a happy space, would want to continue growing the brand. Uh, we are in the leadership position. And, and what's better than, you know, staying there, trying to grow further and, and you know,
0: learning in the process. I guess that's the best space to be in because that's what we're chasing, right, as human beings. So talking about that only because you're in such a good and happy space, even our aspiring audience would like to, you know, achieve something or maybe half of what you already have. So a message to these budding and aspiring people out there who are trying to make it into this industry.
1: I think I'll I'll, I'll have an analogy over here. Hmm. You know, when all, all of these mature brands... They communicate, they communicate because they've got a legacy and there's very few things that, you know, these brands can change Uh, and, and it's a good thing as well. But when you're a startup, you know, you're willing to take the risk, you're willing to learn and you do everything at a fast pace and you evolve. I think taking that analogy, I would say young and budding marketers should therefore be willing to take risks. Try to learn and imbibe from your mistakes and therefore have that ever learning, you know, attitude towards marketing. Read a lot, I would say, follow your interests. Um, Try to take up some courses. I think the first five to 10 years of your life are when you actually learn the maximum. Uh, So therefore, do not shy away from doing things on your own Mm. and asking questions. Inquisitiveness is 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 the most important thing that a young mind should have. Mm. If you're not inquisitive, you'll not learn. So, therefore, I would I would just give this message to the young marketers: ask a lot of questions, take up mentorship or guidance from people you believe in, mm. you follow, uh, read a lot, follow brands that you like, and 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 don't worry about failing.
0: That's that's the that's a great advice. And, you know, secretly, I have also noted it down in some diary. And because we're coming to an end, this is this is a little sad. But at the same time, it was so inspirational, you know, hearing your stories and experiences of going through this. And I only wish you all the best for the future. Also, thanks so much, Abhishek. It was great talking to you. And uh, thank you so much for coming on our show.
1: Thanks so much. Thanks for having me here.
0: Thank you.